0: Welcome to the SaaS Ad Lab podcast, where we bring to you the stories of SaaS founders, entrepreneurs, and CEOs. My name is Luis, founder of Fancy Agency, a digital marketing agency specializing in scaling SaaS companies. And today, I have the pleasure of interviewing Fotis. He is the founder of Growth Mentor, uh, which I'm pretty sure most of you already know. If not, you've probably heard of it somewhere. And uh, again, it's a pleasure having you. Thank you so much for taking this. I know it's a little bit later for you over in Greece. And uh, again, Fotis was very kind to provide anyone that's watching or listening to this episode with 30% off pretty much forever on their subscription. So that's going to be phantom one, two, three as a code, make sure you use that. And, uh, again, thank you. And why don't you tell us a bit more about yourself?
1: Sure. So I was, uh, I was born in the States, lived there till I was 15 and, uh, moved to Greece Mm -hmm. because my dad thought, you know, let's, let's bring the family over to Greece, let them you know learn Greek and all that stuff, uh, ended up staying once a London for university, kind of a small stint over there before going back to Greece. So I had finance, and I ended up never using that degree. Really, I kind of I graduated 2007, kind of putzed around for a year, and then 2008 came, big crash. I was like, oh, shit, <laughs> I'm not going to find a job <laughs> in finance. So ended up uh, pivoting and uh, trying to learn uh, marketing I, because my brother had started a startup, in two thousand and four, it was growing pretty rapidly. And he's like, "Just work with me, man. Do take over the market." And I'm like, "All right. How hard could it
0: be?" <laughs> right. Little did I know. Well, cool. so, yeah. Go ahead. That's the, that's the long. That's the long story short. Okay. Awesome. So, you know, like from going from like finance and pivoting into marketing, I'm sure it's probably a big change. Although, and you know, like obviously, like depending on time, I went to marketing school, and I'll say like, you get very foundational information but you don't get all the technical at least not for like the current time right like before like you you had marketing and it was really like you know it 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 was like broad like you didn't have to know much other than maybe like some psychology you know based type of marketing stuff but like now you have to understand metrics and numbers and stuff like that so i i'm pretty sure that that finance background that you did have at one point and you still probably do you're able to implement it into marketing in some way or another
1: honestly the most useful part of Finance was the stats, mm-hmm. uh, just really understanding uh, the fundamentals of, you know, statistical significance and how mm-hmm. to use like the basics. Um, and yeah, I mean, just ha- having an understanding of cash flow and management accounting and things like that. It does definitely does help when you're in any business that you do. Um, and I think in in growth marketing specifically, like growth marketers. Tend to think they, I mean, they should at least think like founders.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: Uh, and a lot of the most accomplished growth marketers actually were either were founders or are founders and kind of learned it just to learn it. Um, but yeah, because growth marketing, what is it, right? It's just considering the entire stack from acquisition all the way to retention. So you really have to understand how all of those numbers across the pipeline play together and complement each other. So de- definitely mathematics is yeah is the, the key That's takeaway finance degree 100
0: very well put now you had this kind of journey right you started college you went through finance the thing happened with the recession and now you were working as a you know as a marketer essentially for your brother's company how did that lead into into you know creating growth mentor
1: uh so i had quite a bit of money to play with because mm-hmm. the business was doing fantastic mm-hmm. and I when you have a lot of money to play with, you, you make a lot of stupid mistakes if you're naive <laughs> and young, and you read a lot of blogs. Yeah. Uh, you know, shiny object syndrome. Try a different, a lot of different things. So yeah. I I I was in a lucky but kind of unfortunate position for those paying the bills to make every mistake possible in the book within a very short amount of time, and uh, you know, at, at some point I realized, hold on, like you you don't really have a mentor or somebody to guide you, uh, and tell you like how to do these things. So I, you, you have to teach yourself in the best possible way without, you know, completely, you know, screwing shit up. Mm-hmm. So what, what I ended up doing is I kind of hacked my own sort of mentorship program by jumping on Upwork and instead of hiring freelancers to do the work for me, because I've, I, I used to use, I used to use a lot more freelancers back in 2000. 10, 11, 12, but then after a certain point, like I started getting better than the freelancers I was hiring and I was a super disappointed with the quality of the work. And I was like, well, how hard can this stuff really be? Right? So like right. I would, I would spend a lot of time reading. And I'm like, well, okay. I, I don't want to just sit around and consume passively.
0: All this yeah. Positive. Like a
1: lot of people do. Right. You have to execute in order. That's the best way of, of, to, to learn. You have to actually do the thing. Right. So because I had made a lot of mistakes earlier on and I didn't want to continue that. Uh, I didn't really. I just, when you're dealing with PPC, and that's just a small parenthesis, I have, I kind of made it sound like I was just making shitloads of mistakes all the time. But I actually had some good successes with SEO back Mm in 2009, 10, 8. It was just the golden era. Uh Like I was kind of gray hat, borderline black hat, a lot of the stuff I was doing. So I had some pretty good successes with long tail. Mm -hmm keywords and different um, hundreds of different landing pages. Hmm. And after, after a certain point that stopped working come penguin and all that. So the algo changes. So I had to transition to PPC and that's a completely different animal. So when money's at stake, you really want to make sure that you're doing things the right way. So one option is of course to hire digital agency. It's a fantastic option. You know, if you have the budget for it uh, and you don't feel like learning the stuff, or a freelancer. If you're lucky, you can stumble upon a really good one. But like I, I really like the work. I enjoy learning, so I wanted to learn everything myself. Mm-hmm. So for me, the best way to do it was to just leverage the expertise of others, right? So like instead of jumping, uh, instead of hiring freelancers on Upwork, I would say, for example, job posting: Hey, I want a uh, job posting title: 60 minutes on Skype with AdWords expert, uh-huh. right? so loads of people would apply as they would do i'd choose like the guys that were at the top like 80 to 100 dollars an hour it's so, like i want to get learn from the best do a screen share hey this is how i'm setting up my campaigns these are my ad groups this is my keywords this is my bid settings now, all of these different things and they would they would give me like instant real-time feedback and like my mind was blown after that so it's like wow i just learned so much in 30 minutes mm-hmm. like There's no no course or or, or any blog post to compare. And I just rinse and repeat, and I did that for everything from how to set up a drip complex workflow, right? Mm -hmm. How to how to do how to build a customer success uh, framework for uh, you know a, a SaaS. All of these different things, and I just learned from the best. And I was like this. So basically, by doing that, I like hacked my own learning curve. And I was like, wow, like this really works. Mm-hmm. Like more people should be just learning from other people, but there's yeah. not really a way to do that. Cause it's just, I don't know. It's just very like monet, like very transactional.
0: Yeah. That's really really cool. cool. So essentially you pretty much built the product through other companies, right? Like Upwork or maybe Fiverr. I think you mentioned Upwork was like the main one that you went for.
1: Yeah. It was the only one I, I did.
0: Uh-huh. I, I, I never used Fiverr
1: for this, but yeah. Upwork, okay. So you can find tremendous, amazing talent on upward yeah
0: definitely and yeah. Uh, so so you went through this you kind of had like my guess is you went through a series of very repeatable tasks that you obviously saw that you could systematize in a different product build it up and you knew that you know this was going to be valuable to pretty much anyone that wanted to learn something how does the yeah. transition fr- the trans the, the transition from you know putting this together go into actually building it
1: yeah, great question. So I had watched enough like startup YouTube videos about MVPs and all that to know that I better validate this, right? So I so I made a really quick uh, landing page using Twitter Bootstrap and uh, put five hundred bucks of AdWords money towards it. I used uh, broad, broad modified match keyword business mentors, and I targeted uh, basically like the country like S- south africa was big australia like lower
0: cbt countries right and so I, did I, the I, research before you actually started building everything out sorry you did pretty much like the the, the most basic research before getting every anything built out
1: dude i i my, my mvp was uh, uh a, a landing page so that MVP. took me two hours to make in a drip form and then basically i'd get subscribers and i'd give them and, I, and they would go to a type form and i would ask them questions like do you get my hypothesis was that people get lonely entrepreneurs get lonely founders. And that was the first question. Like, do you get lonely? Uh, yes. Very often. Yes. Sometimes no, I don't get lonely at all. And 85% of respondents said like either very, or sometimes mm-hmm. lonely and I just don't really have anyone to bounce ideas at a high level. Right. And then I had other questions I asked, like what are your biggest challenges, uh, in, 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 in growth? And I got all that data and then I reached out to them and I organized like uh, some some uh, you know user testing calls. But on the landing page, I had put like fake profiles that uh, Neil, um, Neil Patel and Josh Fester and some other of these guys like were on the platform. Right? I it was kind of like shady, but right.
0: <laughs> dealing a $500 budget on AdWords, you want to make sure that it counts, right? <laughs> Totally. hundred percent. That's awesome. Now, what are, and this is super cool because you have like, you have this platform where you, I mean, you don't own everything, right? Like you have other people obviously going through there and like providing their services, but you personally, when you need to find, you know, someone to, to mentor you or you want to learn something new, are you going directly into through, you know, growth mentor as your own, Account, or do you just reach out to the people personally since you already like they're already part of your network essentially?
1: Both in the beginning, much more like I would book calls with them on Growth Mentor, but now like I've actually met at, like eight of them in person. And you know, we've got our own private Slack channel in the back end for all the growth mentors and our private Facebook group, so you know, I can just hit them with a the DM now. Um, but I still book calls on on occasion, and I, I pay for calls as well. Like I just booked a paid call today with one of my favorite mentors. Like I, I check in with her every week. That's awesome.
0: Like I'm the biggest
1: user of Growth Mentor. Like anytime, yeah. like I really want to get a second opinion, because like it's I think it really comes down to like a value of humility. Like I know I'm not the smartest person in the room, like, and I don't want to be. Mm-hmm. That's the thing. Like you don't, you shouldn't want to be the smartest person in the room. No, definitely. And, and Right. So like you always want to have to challenge yourself because mm-hmm. like obviously there's some, somebody else
0: out there who kind there's, of, gets a, there's some smart people years. out there, man. There's some smart people out there. I know. Right. And well, what
1: really kills me are these people that feel like they have all the answers for you. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, this is how you're going to get six figures or seven figures. It's like, dude, what are
0: you talking about? Do you know how hard this is? hundred <laughs> percent. Now let's, let's talk a little bit more about the product itself and some of the things that kind of shaped it. And and one of the things that kind of caught my attention was the pricing structure, right? So mm-hmm. do a monthly, uh, which you see a lot of products do it. And, and, and obviously like, this isn't like your typical SaaS product. Like there's more, I think to it, you know, like there's people, there's humans that you actually deal with and, and so on. So it's definitely, it's a similar, but different model in a way. Um, so why why the, why the yearly, um, you know, subscription instead of going through a monthly kind of thing?
1: yeah great question so when we started it we didn't have any subscription it was free to get in. Mm-hmm. so when we started last september uh the mentors didn't have the ability to put the rate to zero because of the way that the the, the back ends built with stripe stripe doesn't accept zero monetary value so we built some work around around it because no one was booking calls in the in the beginning there was no social proof right i had i don't know like Thirty mentors. Nobody knew us. I was mm-hmm. like, Shit, no, "This isn't really working." Let, and yeah. so many of the mentors were like totally cool people, altruistic. They wanted to help. They were in for the right reasons. Mm-hmm. So I, in December of 2018, I gave I, I released the ability for mentors to put rate to zero. And then when we did that, hockey stick growth in sessions booked, um, and that's when like collectively the user base got their aha moment and that's when I started getting that social proof pouring in, right? But what but the, the issue is that you can't really monetize zero dollars an hour times fifteen percent is still gonna equal to zero. So like my development bills were still pouring in. I had to pay my developers for bug fixes every week and you know, this is completely self-funded. So at that point was when we decided okay, val they're getting tremendous value from the free mentors, uh which were doing it because a they enjoy helping and you know, some of them wanted to get their reviews up on the platform because they saw it was getting somewhere. So the value was there. We thought enough to justify some sort of an annual plan because the risk of doing monthly is people are going to come in book like 10 calls with free mentors and then bail. Right. right? And it's like the churn, the, the we didn't want to risk that, that potential in, in, in mm-hmm. ridiculously high churn rate. Right. Totally. So that's why we put the, the yearly only.
0: Cool. Great, great in-depth answer now. And, and you brought up a, a, a good point, right? At the very beginning, when you had about 30 mentors in there, you weren't necessarily getting anything. How do you go from, you know, I guess, how, how do you, what, what was the process to actually getting yourself out there and noticed um, as a platform to go to for any sort of mentor need?
1: Um, there was, there were some SEO plays, content, but honestly that really didn't drive that many res- I mean, we, we got some traffic that we rank position one on for startup mentor and marketing mentor on cool. the same page. Like that's, awesome. that's pretty cool. But generally that's not where our conversions come from. It's, it's all organic from, from, from predominantly from social media. Okay. So really
0: and big. Exactly is, the, is that because the mentors are putting like their selves out there? Like obviously like a lot of the mentors have that they are a, a growth mentor at growth mentor. Uh, that are they promoting it themselves to us? Like, you know, it's obviously not like the main thing that they've got going on, but it's, it's, you know, it's obviously a piece of revenue they are charging for it. So they want to make sure that it's out there.
1: Yeah. I mean, it's, it's because we're really selective, uh, on, on who gets in, if you take a look at the, at the, at the mentors on there, like there's no random person there. Like they're all very accomplished growth marketers. And there's like a four step vetting process. So they feed the mentors generally feel like it's a, it's a, it's a good personal branding for them as well. So they put it on their LinkedIn profiles so that in turn, you know, gets people talking and says, okay, great. What is this growth mentor thing? Because people get notified when you change, when you add a new job. So that drove a lot of uh, initial signups because everyone noticed in their networks that they were part of this thing called growth mentor. And they're like, Hey, what's that? You know, so
0: that was, that was really big for us. Uh That's awesome. What are some of the things that have been the most challenging as you grow a growth mentor?
1: Uh, The most challenging things, I mean, I guess dealing with uh, the fact that you're a small team and no matter how hard you want to do these amazing ideas you have, you're still like two people. I mean, it's me and and Jessica, Mm -hmm. uh, essentially doing all of the marketing and like operations in the back end. And, you know, we have our outsourced development team, mm-hmm. but you know, it, awesome. it, it's, uh, it, it's pretty much just us. So it's yeah. just like over overload and dealing. It's not even like the challenges of the product cause it's pretty smooth sailing. It's just, mm-hmm. mostly I think the mental stress of keeping a work life balance and mm-hmm. not putting yourself out to the point where you're just like a shell of, what you know you should be able to be like, there's mm-hmm. no reason why, you know, I have to be completely burned out every single day, but I still am most of the times it's constant, like uh-huh. work in progress, right? Like I'm I mean, not going to lie and say, I have it all figured out. I mean, that's, that's probably one of the reasons why I created growth mentor because I'm kind of a workaholic. Trying,
0: trying to squeeze as most as you can from people that know more than you hundred uh, percent agree with that. And, uh, I guess this is more on a personal level, like what are some of the things that you do in order to kind of stay sane, uh, given the fact that you got like a decently sized company, like, like, you know, like the, the number of individuals that use it and stuff like that. Uh, but how, how do you deal with, with, you know, the stress and and the burnout and stuff like that for anyone that's, you know, going through that as you know, like, obviously like the people listening are startup founders and stuff like that. So like they understand it and if they can advice from someone, uh, doing sure.
1: it. Yeah. It's, it, um, I guess read, read books, read fiction books, because mm-hmm. that completely, uh, unplugs you from, from business stuff. Like I used to read more nonfiction, but now I'm, I'm trying to transition, uh, to just read something that completely like unplug, uh, definitely exercise. It's something that's a constant challenge to me. I try and, 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 and keep busy playing basketball Uh, one time at least one time a week Mm -hmm. Uh, and uh, like honestly if just if you enjoy what you're doing though like I love my job Uh, I love every part about it so even if I wasn't doing those things I probably still could push it for like another year at like 90% but I know it's unhealthy so I'm at least I'm cognizant of that fact that there's definitely room for improvement Um, and I don't wear it like a badge of honor and I don't think people should but i definitely see that there's this sort of like toxic subculture of the startup community where they where this where they think that hustling just burning yourself out to the max is like some sort of a badge of honor i think that's really
0: like self-destructive mm-hmm. and uh Foti, what what is something that you're not very good at that i'm not very good at like if, if you if look, this is actually a really cool question if you yeah. could have you know a growth mentor that you've never had before go into growth mentor and give you a one-on-one session what would that be
1: hmm um, this is the curse of like the generalists where they think that they're you know generally good at everything yeah. but uh, okay if I had to say it would definitely be uh, data. like I, I know we talked about the whole finance degree and data and everything right. but there's a certain point uh, where there's an overlap into development as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's like in app, uh, analytics segments, mixed panel, you know, event passing event properties. I would really love to be able to actually set that up myself. So to get somebody who has, uh, who's, who's good at like Node.js JS or Ruby and, you know, to, to kind of like, do a screen share and walk me through how to actually set up the event calls and things like that. That
0: would be fantastic. That's awesome. So this will be shared with all the growth mentors. So if you are that person, hit yeah. Emma, <laughs> <laughs> uh, what is your biggest accomplishment to date? And this can be personal or, you know, growth mentor only related.
1: The biggest accomplishment to date, I guess just, uh, making, this happened over the last year, uh, coming from literally nowhere. Uh, no, I, I a year ago today I had like 50 connections on LinkedIn. I didn't even have because I I've been in the same job for 12 years. I, yeah. Like I didn't have any social presence, and now, yeah, you, don't even, you don't even connect with them at that point. Like they're all they're just there. Yeah. Like you said in the beginning, it kind of like shocked me. Like people probably know what a growth mentor is. That was like, Whoa, what are you talking about? People know about me. (laughs) I'm still kind of shocked.
0: Yeah, I feel like I've definitely seen it, you know, like before in, in the past, like I'll see it in places. And then like, there's like some, some, you know, person I look up to on LinkedIn that says on there like, Oh, like he's a growth mentor too. And like, there's all these obviously like cool people that, that, like I said, like they have that on their LinkedIn profiles and it kind of gives them that I don't, I, I can't think of the right word, but I guess like eliteness to themselves, right? So like, it, it's definitely something that it looks good when you see it on someone's profile. Cool. That's good to know. <laughs> yeah. And now if you had, uh, I guess, a piece of advice for, and you could, you could take this two ways, obviously, like if you had a piece of advice yeah. for anyone that's creating their startup company, or if you could give yourself advice before you started or like right after you started, you know, growth mentor, what would that be? Uh
1: I, I think um, one of the biggest advice that I always give to people the last year has been to stop reading so much stuff about marketing, stop listening to so many, I know this is a podcast, so it's kind of weird saying it, but like, stop consuming, you know, and just do Mm -hmm. and present it, no matter, you know, how scrappy you think it is and get feedback from, from real users. I mean, if it's, if it's crap and nobody likes it, wouldn't you rather know about it, like a lot earlier to just yeah, stop doing it or maybe pivot or fix it. Like, I, I see so many people just keep, like they're in the shadows for way too long. And I, I noticed it in, on, on growth mentor calls. It's up to you. It's like this, this recurring pattern, you know, like what are you, what are you doing hiding? Just put it out. So I, I guess it's just be
0: active, yeah, you, know, you just execute. Do it you just do. Definitely. That's good feedback uh, or good advice, I guess. Um, do you have, and, and last question and no, actually, uh, what are your favorite SaaS companies and, and like slash inspiration?
1: Oh, catching me off guard with this one here. <laughs> uh, favorite SaaS companies, um, Zapier, I think it's definitely like my number one Yeah. Uh, type form. I love Typeform. I have there's quite a few Typeform employees on Growth as well. Uh, if you want to have a chat with him, I use it to power like most of my workflows. It was the basis of uh, my MVP. Mm-hmm. Um, and well, as well, I use Go Squared. Shout out to James Gill on a daily basis since 2011 for real-time analytics. Uh, really big fan. Um, and uh, yeah, I mean that's that's all that's coming to my mind right now.
0: Cool. Great. And, uh, last question here, 40, do you have any questions for me?
1: Uh, for you? Yeah. What are, what are your plans with, uh, this podcast? I mean, what, what, what was the big, what was the inspiration behind creating this?
0: The inspiration. That's a great question. Really is getting in front of the SaaS community. And this was like, this was a, I guess a realization, like I want to say, me like a year ago or something. And, and to be honest, like I'm very like I'm not the type to like go in front of people and talk and and do these things, you know, and I've always wanted, I've always wanted to be and and I've always strived to be like the type of person that I guess steps into his fears. And that was one of the main things, like, right. Like I, I, I don't like being the center of attention or anything like that. So I want to like put myself out there as best I can. Um, so that's one of them. Like I recently had the opportunity to be asked to be like, you know, at the speaking engagement and like, inside me like I wanted to say no really bad but like I knew like that's like that's what I have to do and 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 so I said you know like send me more information about it's like definitely interested so I think it's like mainly like stepping into my fears and and kind of you know going through that and then also like obviously meeting a lot of people at the same time as you know I guess it's almost like a mentoring session you like I, I get to be on here with like high caliber entrepreneurs that are building cool things um, and I get to ask them one-on-one, like some of the things that they're struggling with, like, how did they come up with ideas, you know, what they're doing to grow their companies and so on. So, uh, and, and obviously on top of that, they're able to put themselves out there, their stories and provide value to a lot more entrepreneurs.
1: Awesome. And I love it. Stepping into your discomfort zone. Um, yeah. it's honestly, like that's my kind of discomfort zone. I'm, I'm not, I'm kind of an introvert in reality. Yeah. Like,
0: oh, you too. hundred percent. I, I, I don't
1: <laughs> like going out and video. Yeah.
0: Uh So I don't really do
1: that much social media video stuff, although I know I should, like, as I said, 50 connections on LinkedIn, like, a year
0: ago. I I really, I really appreciate you taking the time and, and obviously like putting yourself out there on this video again, like doing the same thing that I'm doing, you know, like just going out there and and helping people as we can. But, uh, thank you so much for being on here, Fodis. It was, it was a real pleasure having you and where can people find you online?
1: Uh, I, I guess I have a Twitter now so they can follow me on Twitter uh, or connect with me on LinkedIn. Um, cool. Just Google Fati Panaggio, and you should find me.
0: Awesome. Well, thank you so much Fati. It was a pleasure having you on here and a great interview. I hope everyone gets a lot of value out of this. And uh, like I said, again, if you use phantom one, two, three, you'll be able to get 30% off your uh, yearly subscription on uh growth mentor for pretty much forever. So go ahead and take advantage of that. And, and again, we'll see you soon. Thank you so much.
1: Thanks for having me, take care.
0: You too.